2: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life.
3: No purchase necessary. The GW were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
4: Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of the SCO Bro Show. This is the baby bro SCO, Dave Schofield, co editor of Behind the Steel Curtain.com, coming at you with the big brosco rich how are you rich hey i'm doing okay cuz why victory yeah, all right it's a victory tuesday we uh that's the great thing about doing this show live on tuesday night we let the everything flow into this show and honestly until Things start to change when you hear Mike Tomlin's press conference and he starts talking about the next week. Then I start thinking about the next week. Today we had to think about the next week an awful lot, and we'll get to that, of course. Um, but this this is the transition day, especially with this show, because I like to focus on what happened and then move to the future. Yep. We both like to. Yep. We Just so you know, if you are just crawling out from under the rock, um, the Steelers game this Sunday at 1 p.m., at Nissan Stadium in Nashville, Tennessee, is still on as of right now, um, things could be changed. Things could be adjusted because of the, the three players and five team other team employees, personnel.
1: other team personnel. team personnel,
4: that's a good way to put it, yep. that tested positive for COVID on their Monday tests. There was one coach who actually tested positive one assistant coach on, was it Saturday or Friday's test? One, whatever test it was before they left town and he did not travel with the team. So then there was all that more. So they played the Minnesota Vikings over the weekend. So far, no positive test coming back from the Vikings yet. But yeah. sometimes it takes some time before these things show up. Um, a lot of things going on. No one is symptomatic. Not one person is symptomatic. No one would know they even had anything if it wasn't for all the testing. So this also tells you that the extensive testing, that it's doing what it what it's supposed to do and catch things. But I think there's a. We're going to get into this more in the second half of the show when we well,
1: focus more uh, on the I this. Bef- before coming on the show, Mike, what was I doing? I was sitting on the couch and I was actually watching some baseball. Okay. Oh, that's right. The playoffs started tonight. The playoffs started. Tonight. <laughs> playoffs. Oh, playoffs. <laughs> so, I actually then got to thinking about mm-hmm. this. Okay, mm-hmm. we, there was bound in the NFL for there to to be a pop of yeah. this going off. It was going to happen. Eventually. Just like there was in baseball. Yeah. Everybody thought baseball was going to get shut down, and everything was going going. You know what? They got through it. It wasn't perfect, but they got through it. Corrected. And we're playing yep. playoff baseball right now. Yeah. So, so there's options. Um, if you aren't
4: one of the many, many people out there that read my article today, um, it kind of got passed around a lot. I instantly, as soon as I heard about this before I got anything from anybody else, I jumped in, wrote the article myself, didn't get any help from anyone. You know, this was right after I put it on our Slack channel for BTSC and Michael Beck was like, you need to get that article out right now. I'm like, yep, working on it, um, of possible scenarios. We'll go over those here later. We're gonna, t- we're basically going to focus on a lot of that in the second part of the show. But the way we break this show down is we talk a little bit about news, and this is news. This is news. So that's why we're mentioning it now. It will probably come in some references to things. But for the first part of the show, for the most part, we focus on the game that was. And then for the second part of the show, we will move on to the game that hopefully is coming and we will talk all this stuff. And because if not, we're gonna sit here and talk about it for 20 minutes and then we'll and then we'll go back. So let's let's go back and then move forward. Sound sound good, Rich? Does that sound for you? Like
1: what we usually right. do, so why don't we do that?
4: So <laughs> let's do that. Let's talk about this win over the Texans. So I'm gonna jump right into the title of the show because we're gonna talk about a bunch of stuff with this, but the title of the show. Is about making adjustments, not just because the Steelers are going to have to do that for this coming week, which which we'll talk about later, but because of what they just did. They they had to make some adjustments at halftime. And it seemed like the game was completely different in the second half, especially when it came to the defense. Mm -hmm. Rich, how did you feel at halftime, going in with the Steelers, trailing 21-17 to 17 at the half.
1: Well, let's see. Since you wanted to bring up your article, I'll bring up mine. So that's <laughs> my reaction article. I don't know how many times in the first two quarters I went off on my rants about that soft cover two zone that we play oh, constantly God. on third longs and give up first downs. It was driving me insane. Mm-hmm. Okay. What changed in the second half? We did not totally scrap playing the cover two zone, no, but disguised we, it a little bit. We disguised a little bit and we mixed in yeah. a few times. We played man, we changed up our zones a little bit. We did some late, I noticed a few times where we did some late switching. Mm-hmm. Um. I want to say the one time, one time uh, time Minka came up and Mike Hilton dropped back. Yeah. So like Hilton was up on the line of scrimmage and I think it was Minka came up, might have been Edmonds. I don't remember which one came up. Next thing you know, you know, Hilton's ducking in and covering out behind. That was just disguising that coverage so much Mm -hmm. better.
4: It's so funny. Here's, here's, a, I can't even remember. I wish I would have gone back and looked at which play this was. I don't remember because I didn't know I was going to talk about this, but that this triggered something in my mind. It was a play, I'm pretty sure it was in the second half, where I'm sitting there watching the defense and there's a bunch of guys up crowd in the line of scrimmage. Devin Bush is one of them. He's lined up on, on the inside, stand there at the line of scrimmage. The ball snapped. I'm looking at TJ Watt because I'm waiting for him to make a playoff game. I'm focused on Watt. They go back, they make a pass. I don't know if it, I, don't know if it was complete and, he, and, and they tackled him or if it was incomplete. And this pass is like 15 yards downfield. And who's there for the pass? It's Devin Bush. I'm I like, know which player you're talking
1: about. He, heck was, heck he was up He was going <laughs> to blitz that. and on the snap. Yeah. Totally. I mean, he just totally bailed out hard. <laughs> exactly. Because I watched him on the replay and I'm like, yeah.
4: that dude got back. <laughs> you know, that's the kind of stuff they were doing. So um, lots of adjustments. And it's so funny because... I've got to bring this up. This is going to be a reference because I know I'm going to say it without thinking. So I better explain what it is, is that I, I often like to, to, to return, refer to the term Maggie. Now this is kind of a Brian Anthony Davis thing who does a lot of pop culture references. Maggie, if those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, it was from an episode of a fantastic sitcom several years ago called how I met your mother. There was an episode in there where Ted Mosby, the, the, um, the professor of architecture could not get this girl out of his mind. And he's teaching a class and he accidentally wrote the word Maggie on the board. And they're like, they're like, professor Mosby, what's Maggie. And he's like, Oh, that stands for make adjustments, go get it energized. (laughs) And that every time I'm like, the Steelers are making adjustments. I'm like, you got to make adjustments and you got to go do it energized. So, uh, they're actually, we're, we're doing this, this little Maggie thing. For those of you that don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, I'm sorry, but, um, that's, geek. Uh, geek. no, oh, no. Geek. Hey, I, at least I wasn't quoting big bang theory or something like that, which is another TV show that I've seen every episode of, but, uh, I digress. But so you might hear me say, make adjustments, you know, go get it energized. <laughs> um, so, but that's kind of what they did. They made the adjustments and they came out with this great energy. So really liked what they did on the defense there. You're up. I know you're ready to say something. And I'm not even going to throw you a question. I'm going to say, what was it? What else did you want to say about this defense? Um,
1: well, when we mix it up, when we, I, I almost feel like in the first half, the Steelers were playing more of that zone, and I think it's partly because I don't think that's our strength. Mm-hmm. Our secondary strength is not zone. That's true. I, it is I man coverage, mm-hmm. but we cannot play man coverage all the time. I think we're still. I think we were still using part of that game as as kind of some preseason stuff, and they were working on some zone schemes in the first half, and we were getting killed. Mm-hmm. And as soon as we get hit into the second half, it's like okay, we're going to mix in some other things. Boom! I mean, we, I mean, we stopped him cold. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how Deshaun Watson does not end up with over three hundred yards passing when he had almost it was close to two twenty. I want to say it was two sixteen. Oh, 216 I had or it now. at some
4: point. It was it was two two two. Where'd it go? <laughs> I have it. I have it here somewhere saved off. So go ahead, keep talking. So I'll find you it. know
1: he, he's he's over two hundred yards in the first half, and yet they finished the game, and he doesn't hit three hundred yards. Yeah, well they they had
4: two hundred nine yards total in the first half. Right. Uh, the the passing, I think it was. Technically, it was 188, but you also had to take the sacks off from right. that. Okay. It wasn't his individual. That was the team passing yardage, not right. his individual. His individual but no, he was over
1: 200. He was over correct. 200. His individual passing yard was over 200 yards, mm-hmm. 209. I knew it was somewhere around 210. So um, to, to come out and basically shut that down
4: mm-hmm.
1: in the second half was pretty impressive.
4: Yeah. Well, and I, I said it in the postgame show, I didn't understand why the Texans were, they were, they, um, it's almost like they uh, took some lessons from Randy Land and they had the little RRPP formula going on there for a little bit where they were like constantly running the ball on first down and losing yardage. Yep. You know, um, I I'm like, well, if you want to stick with it, you can stick with it. So, uh, uh, Logan De Lorenzo said he looked it up and that he had, and that it was 202 um, yards um, that he had passing in in the first half, which sounds about right. I knew it was just I knew it was over 200, less than 210. Couldn't remember yeah. the exact number, um, but that's 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 what it was. And I mean, even even Mike Hilton, who's been having a really good season with certain things, he was the guy that that gave up that first touchdown. He, I, I'm trying to remember if it was a little bit of a stumble or if he tried to make a break no, in the ball and ball. No, no, you know no.
1: what happened was the, the receiver made a hesitation. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, a little move. And Mike Hilton got his feet caught in cement for a second. Yeah. The key is on those things is as long as your as long as your feet are moving, but his mm-hmm. feet both at the same time went flat. And yeah. as soon as they both went flat, he was beat.
4: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, um, it is what it is. I asked Brian Anthony Davis a question on the phone today that I'm going to ask you. Okay. Do the Steelers make the same adjustments at halftime if they don't give up that last touchdown right before the half? And let's say they go in tied at 17-17 or even leading 17-14.
1: Wait a minute. Say that again.
4: Remember, the Steelers scored inside of two minutes. Correct. They gave the ball back to to the Texans, who then also scored. Right. If they don't give up that other score, because the Steelers, you know, they were up 14 to – no, sorry, 17-14. If they don't give up that score, do you think they make the same adjustments at halftime? I don't know. I don't know either. That's what I'm saying. That last touchdown and the way they moved down on them might have kind of set things off to what happened in the second half. You never know how that's going to play uh, out. Isn't that, that crazy? That
1: touchdown was scored because we were playing prevent defense and we all know what prevent defense is. It,
4: it prevents, prevents you from winning. winning. Yeah. So that was one of those things. Um, it was just kind of, kind of. Crazy the way that they made those adjustments. And uh my goodness, the Steelers can continue, even though they're facing you know quality NFL running backs are continuing to play well against the run. Um and I still think they're just kind of finding their way along, you know, as they as they move along. And how about this number for you? I'm gonna throw out a number. Two, two straight weeks where the Steelers took a knee in the red zone. Yeah. I mean, like on the doorstep of another touchdown both right. times to end yeah. the game. So if people that are and complaining, don't win by more. That's why, that's why when it's large point spreads, like it was with, with Denver, it's tough because coaches aren't trying to cover the spread. They're trying to win the game. And yeah, could they even kick the, kick a field goal and cover the spread? Sure. But Why? you know one of the best thing the texans could have done there was not tackle chase claypool yeah and let him get into the end zone and actually touch the ball again right so but at that time you were outside of 2 minutes and you usually don't think about something like that until inside of 2 minutes right but um good you know you've got to think about that that when when a team is taking a knee in the red zone that's a big thing now, something else about this game, I'm going to ask you. What about the other time the Steelers took a knee? What,
1: at the end of the first half?
4: What do you think about them taking a knee with 24 seconds and two timeouts left?
1: If there was 40 seconds left, the Steelers don't take a knee. Yeah. That, that, I, I knew when we got the ball there, I was like, it, it, it's right on the cusp on if you really feel with two timeouts, you got enough time to do anything. Mm-hmm. And you, you gotta then sometimes, Weigh in on risk versus reward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the chances of getting even into field goal range there are pretty small. Yeah, if you'd had all three timeouts, or if you'd have had about forty seconds and two timeouts, I'd say that yeah, you know, they're 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 going. Um, they.
4: Well, that you also got to say, what happens if there's a sack? You know, I'm what, honestly surprised me. It didn't me. bother
1: me as much. It really, the, the first, there at the end of the first half, didn't bother me as much that they took that knee. It did a lot of people, um, you know, well, well, just think we could have been sitting here talking. We, we might have still won the game, but what if we had then been sitting here talking and saying, oh, the, the, the turnover streak continued. Why didn't we just take a knee at the end of the first right. half?
4: There's two ways to look at it. There's there's two ways to look at it. And this is what I would have done. What I would, and, and I'll say this because I've actually done this before <laughs> as a coach. I would have I, I lined up and shotgun and all wide like you're going to go out and go for it and handed it off. And if you get nothing, then you just walk off the field. If you bust it, if you bust a big run, you call a quick timeout and then you go for another play. You know, that's what I'd have done. I wouldn't have even bothered about throwing the ball. I I would have, I would have ran the ball rather than just take a knee. I'd have ran the ball just to see what would have happened because, you know, if you bust out 15, 20 yards, all you need is one more play in your field goal range.
1: So. I also think that the Steelers were probably a little bit stunned mm -hmm. at giving up that quick touchdown. That was fast. <laughs>
4: that was and, a fast head
1: yes, it was, and mm-hmm. there was some that was like, you know what? Let's just get out of here and and get in because we need to recruit.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I questioned it. I didn't think it was absolutely crazy, but it's not what I would have done. So, I've told the story before, and in a game I coached when I was coaching freshman football there were, someone had told me a story that that had played that, that had played for the what i coached earlier where they went to take a knee at the end of the game and they hadn't actually practiced taking a, a knee and when the quarterback called take a knee the whole team took a knee, not just the quarterback, the linemen, the running backs, he snapped the ball and every guy took a knee and some of them got knocked over and stuff like that. And I'm like, Oh, how embarrassing. And I'm like, Oh, it's halftime. And, and my assistant coach, who is now the head varsity coach at the school said, said, coach, just take a knee. Let's go in for halftime. I'm like, they don't know that play. They're like, what do you mean you don't know the play? I'm like, I'll tell you the story later. And I said, you know what? We're just going to run the 444 Wham, which for those of you that if you play Madden, that's like ISO, where you're just, you know, you're not you're not blocking the linebacker, you're leading one of them with a the fullback. Yeah, how, how about a 68-yard touchdown? Then the half. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we end up doing. It's he's like, I'll it's never question you again, coach. You're they thought genius. you were gonna take a knee. <laughs> yeah. yeah, And I didn't take a knee because I'm like, I didn't want the kids to not know what I was talking about. So um, that's what happens when you're dealing with, you know, four. 13 14 year old kids. So, there you um, go.
1: What well, I, I gotta put this up. Uh-huh. Wes put it up there because I, I was thinking something very similar there. Wes, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> he thinks if Tom <laughs> probably walked up to Keith Butler at halftime, and said, If you call a 50 yard cushion cover to it again, I'm gonna punch you in the face. <laughs>
4: <laughs> that That's that's pretty funny. So, yeah, but I mean, the, the, the Steelers, a- anything else from the game stand, I don't want to just focus just on the second half defense. Um... I want to give you a chance to share what share your thoughts in general.
1: I, I thought again, it's the offense. I think it's really starting to click.
4: Uh-huh.
1: Um, ben spreading the ball around. Um, all those different fantastic. receivers. I mean, when you look at all the receiving yards and the fact that they were led by Ebron five catches, fifty two yards. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. the, it was. It's nice to be able to throw the ball to so many different guys. And you got to remember, we were throwing it to all kinds of different guys, you know, who didn't catch a ball on Sunday. Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson didn't catch a ball on Sunday.
4: Yeah, because he had the nice end around, and that was a play he got hurt on. And
1: I I knew – I thought he took a pretty good
4: lick on that play because the guy caught him from behind, which then made him fall with his head into the guy in front of him. So that was – you know, but to get that much production without Deontay Johnson, and, and everything was.
1: Now uh, I'm going to give Kyle some some credit for something he and I were talking about tonight. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Um, Kyle was like, "Hey, Dad." He's like this afternoon. He said I was back back and looking at at highlights of the game again. Mm-hmm. He said, "You know what I've noticed so far this year?" I was like, "What's that?" He's like, "When we're running the football, like." We're getting a lot of six, seven, 10, 12 yard runs. And he never said, had that last year. Last year it was, you know, three yards and a pile of dust, three yards, you know, cloud of dust. Yeah, just three yards mm-hmm. and dust, three yards and dust. Um, it is really nice to see us having times hand, hand the ball off on first or second down and getting six or seven yards.
4: Yeah. Yes. So. I mean, and it's those first down plays. First down plays, getting getting that amount of you know, successful first down plays. If you can get five or more yards on first down, that's money in the back. Now,
1: the I also noticed some folks have been a little bit down on Matt Filer because his play has not been phenomenal. But I will say this, when Matt Filer pulls coming mm-hmm. around to the right, Oh my gosh! Well, that's I mean, crazy. I'm not gonna
4: say that his play hasn't been phenomenal. I'm just saying has it, hasn't been cons- it hasn't been consistent. Correct. You know, and that's the thing. He'll make some fantastic plays, and then he'll not He'll whiff on no? somebody.
1: And it's yeah, like, so
4: and it's so funny because as great as Chooksukorafor did against JJ Watt, it, they dropped they dropped his PFF rating a, a bunch because of it. So. Yeah, go. that's. How I was that's actually how just you know. getting
1: ready to bring that up. Since we're talking, since I talked running game a little bit, David, David mm-hmm. Titterback says time of possession. Yeah, I mean yeah. we. It was, what almost thirteen minutes. Uh yes, yeah, so, over thirteen. Oh, it was 200. more than thirteen minutes. The
4: difference 13, was thirteen minutes, and I have it right here: forty-two seconds. Forty-two.
1: Almost the Texans did quarter.
4: not even have the ball. For 10 minutes in the second half. It was nine-something, which means... Well, I mean, look, we, the Steelers held the ball for almost a quarter of the game longer than what the Texans did.
1: And a lot of that was second half. I mean, we had some nice, long, sustained, time-eating drives in the second half.
4: Yeah. Yeah, just some all-in-all crazy stuff. And I mean, just... I feel like the offense is super balanced. There's not really one receiver... Or, or even, or even running back you can focus in on. I mean, if you're going to focus in on stopping the Steelers' running game, then then just throw. You know, Ben Roethlisberger hasn't had to be Mister Throw the team on my back and I'm going to win this thing. Yep. You don't. You know, wh- that's what the great thing about Ben. Can he? I believe he can. Even right now, even coming back, I think he can. But him not having to is what's the best thing for the Steelers, right? if he doesn't have to.
1: so oh, and Part of that is just having so many weapons right now. Yeah. I just can't remember the last time it seemed like we had this many weapons. So, you know, and, and you got to bring up, was nice to, mm-hmm. nice to see Ant-Mac get out there and get a helmet this week and get some, yeah. some plays in. You know, he ends yeah. up with 42 yards. Yeah. I mean, great, great change of pace back to put in there. Um, and did well. Yeah. Did well um, when
4: the opportunity was given. So, I mean, it was just – it's crazy because I'm sitting here looking at, like, the statistical comparison um, for the game, and this is where they just say advantage one team or the other. I mean, I'm just going through down the list to start, and everything Steelers. First downs, 25 to 13. You know, more passing first downs, 13 to 12. Rushes for first downs. You know how many rushes for first downs – they The Texans had
1: how many one one
4: because technically isn't a touchdown, a first down.
1: Um, I, I think a touchdown,
4: I-, I think a touchdown counts as the first down. And that might've been the only one that they had rushing. Cause I think even when Watson took off, I don't think he, you know, for the one time he did for five yards, I'd have to go back and look. It depends on which stats you're looking at, but, um, what I like to see is here we are Tuesday evening, and it does not look like that they took away a sack from the Steelers. because initially right, We were worried about
1: that one for that Bud Dupree had. It,
4: initially, right? it wasn't called a sack. It was initially called a one-yard rush by Watson. Then by where they spotted the ball, they said it was third and 10 or second and 10 or whatever it was, and then so it went down as a sack of no gain. So I'm like, are they going to take that away or not? And they still have it. So the Steelers, that's 15 on the season. That's averaging five a game. Averaging five a game. How many does that give you?
1: 30. 80.
4: (laughs) 80. Because that still doesn't change. Because they were averaging five a game coming into it. Because it was three and seven. And then another five. I'm like, man, just even four a game puts them over 60. So um, that's crazy. Now, it's so interesting. Did you watch last night's game?
1: I sure did. I did too.
4: Finish. And some people are like, oh, well, that's – and I'm just like – I, the Steelers just feel like such a different team than either of those two teams there. It's going to be really interesting when they play the Ravens. Um, and I'm going to say it's going to be really interesting when they, when they meet the Chiefs in the playoffs. I'm saying that now. I'm calling it now. I'm tired of those announcers talking about, oh, this game was like two wins because it gives the team the advantage when they meet deep in the playoffs. Like they're already talking about – this game was for the number one seed. It was week three, week three. And you're talking that this game is for the number one seed. No. Could it come down to a difference in this game? Yes. But why are you counting out all those other three, and O teams like the Titans, like the Steelers, one of which, well, <laughs> maybe, yeah, <laughs> Could, we'll you know, that. well, we'll, yeah, which we'll get into that in the second half. So we'll, we'll still be undefeated afterwards, but it's just,
1: it's crazy. Here's here's what I found watching the game last night. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um remember last last year in week five or whatever when we played Baltimore and we kind week of yep. really held them down a lot more than a lot of other teams.
4: Kind of got to Lamar Jackson a little bit.
1: Yeah. Well they got to him last you, night. <laughs> did you notice? I, I noticed some stuff in the game last night. Put it this way. The Steelers are going to go look at that tape of last night's game against Kansas City a lot. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I think our defense is built to play like Kansas City's defense played last night. Yes, we are. Better. Yeah, but what, were they, what were they doing last night?
4: No, in what they were doing, yeah. Sure. I mean, the Steelers did did really well against against Baltimore in week five. You know, when you got to the when you, when you got to the slop fest in 17 uh in week 17, and like I said, that game, what killed that game was that was the um quarterback strip sack, give away a touchdown right before halftime, basically ended the game right there. I mean, think about it. The two touchdowns were set up by by a by a fumble by the fourth string quarterback and a fumble by the punter.
1: Yep.
4: <laughs> you know, that was 14 points right there. So that one was just a, a fluky game to really compare. But that other one you could you can see what the defense can do. But this is a different defense. And we're going to talk about it as we get into Tennessee a little bit Um, because we're still going to talk about this game. As much as we're going to talk about if there's going to be this game, we're going to talk about this game. Last chance to sum up anything from week three before we move on to Tennessee.
1: Three 100-yard rushers.
4: Yes, that's a great one. Three games of having a 100-yard rusher in each game. Nobody else in the NFL has it. I'll have to look back and see how many teams even have two. Um, but that's that's fantastic. I got another one. This was a number I threw out in my article. Eight. Eight more points off of turnovers. Mm-hmm. One turnover, and they got the maximum amount of points on it. Eight. Yeah, That puts the Steelers up to 17 points on five turnovers. They have turned every takeaway into points in 2020. I would rather have... Like last year, the Steelers went crazy with what it was thirty-eight takeaways, right? Yeah, I would rather have less takeaways, but more of them turned into points because that means you're 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 taking advantage of it. And oh my goodness, that Mike Hilton interception—that was the. Do you realize that was the only time in the second half the Texans crossed the fifty and got into Steelers territory? Yes, and they still weren't in field goal range.
1: No, they were still well out into the forties.
4: Yes and everything. And that play, I still think changed the game, not just because of the interception, but because of the absolute shellacking. DJ Watt <laughs> playing on Deshaun Watson. And then he comes <laughs> back the next time he has the ball and gets another sack. That was, that was, that was something. But I mean, like I said, when, when I say this, as long as the Steelers, what I'm saying is they can, they can have 30 and not 38 and turn them all into points. I'm not saying you want significantly less, but, uh, right now that's that's the thing. they're they're not just getting the takeaways they're also taking advantage of them. That's now nine straight games the Steelers have with at least one takeaway. Um, the streak, if it wasn't for the Cleveland game last year, um it would have been up to 18 games, but eh, it is what it is. Yep. So that's a wrap on week three, right? Wrap it up. You ready? A little bow on it. So for those of you listening in audio form, you're going to get ready to go on and click on over to part two here of the Scobro Show. For those of you that are here on YouTube, all you have to do is uh, blink your eyes a few times and we'll be right back with part two
0: Chumba. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over- prohibited by law. 18 plus. and conditions like apply. See website for details.